Are you a fan of pro wrestling, comedy, and combat sports? Then we have the podcast for you because we cover that and much, much more. Do you like to debate with your friends? Do we have the perfect segment for you? It's the 531, where we take any given subject, break it down to a top five. From there, we debate it down to three and then into that number one spot. If you want to get a hold of us, find us on our social media. Search Working Fans Podcast on any major social media platform. And if you want to find the podcast, search for us on any major podcast platform as well as YouTube. Working Fans Podcast. We put in the work so you don't have to. Hey, everybody. We are live with the Combat Cast. It's the man they call Dave and Sheva Rooney. And we are going to talk some UFC 287, uh, a little bit of news, very big news. And um, before we do that, Chevy, I guess you could tell people what we got coming up. All right, April 15th, UFC Fight Night Holloway versus Allen. Huge featherweight matchup in the UFC. And then April 22nd, big, uh, he- uh, I'm sorry, featherweight. Yeah, now this one will be heavyweight. Uh, April 22nd, Pavlovich versus Blades. Yes. Uh, interesting matchup for possible contender for John Jones um, since Stipe still hasn't signed a contract or anything. And then the end of the month, April 29th, UFC fight night, Sarukian versus Moicano. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Uh, before we get into the news, let's just talk a little bit about um, the PFL card. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know if you watched it. I know WrestleMania was was that night. Uh, yeah, I did not get a rave review from you either. It sounded like the pacing was pretty bad on the card. Yeah. Uh, it was so bad. I, I mean, you mentioned this before, PFL prone to a lot of uh, decisions for sure. Right. Uh, well, uh, only three finishes on the whole card. Um, it was a struggle. A lot of a lot of dead air. So it's not just the fact that there's long periods in between, but there's no like promo videos or anything like the UFC will play, you know. Right the promo for the main event or whatever there was literal just dead air where it was like a shot of the cage and like the commentary team wasn't talking or anything there's no commercial it's just just showing the cage and and no sound um i don't understand how you get to be on espn plus with that kind of production level it was really bad but content uh, that's where you are at that point yeah yeah PFL, if you need you need someone to help you out with uh, how to pace your show properly, you know, follow the link. You know, I'll help you <laughs> out. Um, but uh, Brandon Lochnane was one of the people who got a finish. He finished Marlon Marais via leg kick. Um, as I thought, I, I didn't know it'd be a leg kick, but I thought he'd right. finish him. Um, Marlon did, you know, put. You know, he didn't quit. He he definitely fought through uh, getting his legs kicked, and he tried. Um, I just don't think he's at that level anymore, uh, and he really got outclassed for sure. But good on Brendan Lochnane. Um, he called out like a, <clears throat> excuse me, a five round fight in Manchester, mm. even though he's in the tournament, and they're all three round fights. So I, I don't know. He's getting a little crazy, but. <laughs> Yeah, um, but we'll see going forward. I, I think the uh, Brennan's probably the favorite, other than Kubalayev, uh, Movid. He that guy's a monster. So um, he's undefeated. He, he's a big problem for that division. But 
Um, let's talk a little bit about that boxing too. Yeah. Uh, I don't think either one of us watched it, but we can just go over, uh, you know, who won. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Pettis won. Yeah. You were right. Probably the age factor. We, again, we didn't see it, but I'd imagine that was a big problem there. Uh, good on Pettis though. Uh, it's always nice when the rarity of an MMA fighter does get the win over a boxer anyway. Um, Aldo and Stevens. I saw some highlights of that. That looked decent. Um, you know, they went to a majority draw, it looks like. Vitor uh, uh, beat he didn't really. Jacare uh, in a decision. Yeah, at this point in uh, their career, especially if Vitor is not having to worry about USADA, I would right. imagine he's going to be, uh, unless you're a real, like, actual boxer, like, he, he could be, a, Vitor's going to be a problem for you. Right. Yeah, I, I think he called for a fight against Pettis um, afterwards because, he was originally supposed to fight Roy Jones Jr. And that kind of fell through. Mm -hmm. So I think he was a little bit upset that Pettis ended up getting the money fight and he wants to fight him next. So, um, you know, it's not outside the realm of possibility that Jake Paul fights any of these guys. Also, he's kind of running out of guys to fight. Although the PFL did say that Jake Paul is going to have his MMA fight in PFL by the end of the year. So, I don't know if he's really training both or what's going on with that or if well, that'll actually happen. But speaking of Paul brothers, um, great segue uh, because Logan has uh, offered to he's been making some call outs. He wants to box Nate Diaz. Doesn't understand why Nate won't take him. He says, I'm an 0-1-1 or 0-0-1. Yep. And he says he'd even MMA fight Tyson Fury. He said, because I don't care how I know. <laughs> just point he said, I don't care how big he is. He said, if he's got no wrestling, he says, I'll get his neck and I'll choke him out. You better connect, which I don't know how true that is because with a guy like Fury, like he might get, he's like 300 pounds and he's, he's six, fast. nine, 300 pounds. Great footwork. Yeah. Uh, the most, the best heavyweight boxer in the world of all time, probably. Yeah. And Logan Paul has some high school wrestling. Yeah. Well, that's what I was telling a friend of mine. I'm like, it's one thing if you're a much smaller guy, but you're the elite of the elite in wrestling. Like you're a you're a medalist. You're a you know you're a top. You're a college like standout legendary career. <laughs> That's not Logan Paul. He wrestled <laughs> in high school. Yeah. yeah. You know how many people I know that wrestled in high school? Yeah. Like whatever, Logan. Sure I mean, make, go to make your money though. Try to make your money. I don't can't hate the guy for trying to make a few bucks. But the segue before we'll get into the card, I guess I'll lead into this item. Uh, I'm, I'm curious to get your is Endeavor. Endeavor will now own UFC and WWE, which I couldn't help but laugh at because I texted you because sometimes we've had conversations on this podcast because we talk about pro wrestling and MMA, and we're like, is it niche enough? Are they connected? I'm like, well, they're connected now. <laughs> they're, the two major companies are joined together wwe ufc uh, i've been seeing a lot of memes about this and uh that makes me giggle uh you know like i love seeing like the picture of uh conor mcgregor looking for the wwe title i'm a jacked up white boy get over it you know <laughs> sorry it goes but i'm sure there'll be some uh good cross promotion at some point oh uh, good uh well i don't know if, i don't know if it'll be good but well I'm- Hold on. I mean, <laughs> there'll be some cross promotion in the sense that like they'll both be able to use each other's platforms to uh, you know promote upcoming events. And power slap. Um, WWE uh, will be promoting power slap. Yeah, I don't we'll see how that goes. 
I don't know. That'll be very interesting to see, you know, how this all works out. What do you think about this? How about that? I'll go over you from what you know and what you think. <clears throat> all right. So obviously I don't know too much about the WWE side, but the new company when uh when all is signed and done will be worth over twenty one mm-hmm. billion dollars, billion with a B. Um yep. the UFC alone, which this is surprising, was valued at at twelve billion, which is higher than WWE at nine billion. Mm-hmm. Um which I thought was interesting. But <clears throat> the most interesting part was uh Endeavor bought the UFC for four billion right. uh, like uh, I don't know, four years ago or something like right. that. It was not very long ago. So let's say four years. And now it has grown eight billion dollars in revenue. And that entire time, all people have been doing is complaining about fighter pay. And the UFC is like, we can't do it. It's not in the numbers. You're telling me that you can grow your business by $8 billion (laughs) and you can't pay your fighters anymore. Like the fact that the bonuses are still $50,000. They used to be a hundred thousand dollars back in the day. And now they're fit. They're still $50,000. Like, uh, you know, I'm not buying it from any of the UFC management. It's a, I'm sick of talking about it for sure. But obviously we have to keep talking about it because it's not going away. But uh, fighter pay is the first thing that I thought about with this merger. Well, I will tell you, I mean, WWE, uh, again, treats its employees too. They have the same issue with independent uh, contract type deals. Um they are known for paying better. Like their guys definitely their top guys get paid very well overall more. It is a different, um, you know, structure. It's entertainment, you know, I mean, they're athletes, but it's an entertainment company too. Um, be interesting. One thing I wanted to point out was the structure of this company. I don't know if you saw this. Um, <laughs> you know, yeah. Our Emmanuel is the head. Yeah. Obviously end over, CEO, and then there's a unbelief him is like Andrew Slimer, Slimer, new CEO, CFO, and then right under that, Vince McMahon, <laughs> new CEO, of executive, new new co executive chairman. Okay, and below him is UFC president Dana White, which I thought that was interesting. So Vince actually outranks Dana in this company structure here. I'll. T- so obviously, like I was saying, I don't know that much about the WWE, but I'm going to assume mm-hmm. that well, like wasn't Vince getting kicked out and then somehow got back in. Yes. So what did he get kicked out for? He sexually abused somebody or something like that. So. Um, or racially actually, abused. Somebody? Why he got kicked out was the um, the hush money. Essentially, there was uh, NDA uh, non-disclosure. Yeah. It somehow came to the surface of these inappropriate relations he had, but in that uh, he was using company funds. Uh, right. That's right. illegal, right? Yeah. Inappropriate use of company funds. Uh, this is all, I actually had this uh, conversation with someone anyway. Like, I mean, I'm joking. I just think it's funny that he actually has this outranking. I mean, here's the reality. Vince got kicked out of his own company, bullied his way back in and is now in a bigger spotlight, has more money, and is in his company. Oh, and Dana White, by the way, do you remember by a couple months ago, he hit his wife? That's, yeah. Nobody fucking talks about that even yeah. anymore. So these guys are untouchable. It doesn't even really matter. <laughs> yeah, um, I, it really is. The first thing that uh, I said when it got sent to the group chat, the picture of <laughs> the new management, um, and I'm not you know woke or anything like that, but 
that's a lot of white guys, you know, uh, <laughs> a lot of old white guys on that on that yeah. executive board <laughs> running this huge company for sure. So I don't see a whole lot changing. Um, good luck to all the women um, that work in that company. You know, uh, as far as I know, you know, they've taken care of them well, but outside Our of manual, business hours. I will say this uh, when WWE was going to Saudi Arabia and, uh, you know, getting paid a lot of people, our man was one of the people actually stepped up and said that maybe we shouldn't do business with that. And actually put his money where his mouth is at one point. And, you know, he could have had events there and opted not to and chose not to. However, now when he buys this part of this company, part of the deal is he is inheriting that Saudi Arabia deal, which is worth hundreds of millions of dollars. And, you know, that's not going anywhere. So, I mean, right. Yeah. So, so he caved eventually day. when when he got enough money. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, Anyway, let's. I think it's time uh, we go. We start talking about some fights. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, let's get to UFC two and seven. All right. So let's just talk about. Going to highlight a few prelims. This card is actually great from like the beginning to the end. Uh, but let's just highlight uh, on the early prelims. I think this is a bit disrespectful, but uh, Cynthia Calvillo is on the early prelims. Um, so if you have Fight Pass, check that out. Uh, other prelim fighters to keep an eye on chase sherman who was supposed to be fighting uh beast boy uh chris barnett but yeah. he had to pull out unfortunately but chase sherman gerald mershart um michelle watterson gomez and then the feature bout on on the prelims i'm very excited for chris yes. curtis versus kelvin gastelum you yeah. want to go over that one talk I'll about that, that one, one a little bit i took a little Timeout. Gaslam, 16, 8, and 1. Don't let that record fool you. This guy's fought the best of the best. Six KOs, four sub, six decisions. Chris Curtis, 30 and 9, 17 KOs, one sub, 12 decision. Um, he's been on a tear since uh, getting in the UFC. Uh, his last, let's take a look at him real quick. Hold on one second here. His last win was over Buckley, um, which was a TK, uh, KO in round two. Uh, before that, he did lose to Jack Hermanson in the decision. Before that, he had a decision win. And before that, a TKO over Brendan Allen. And before that, a KO win over Phil Hall. So he got UFC at the end of 2021. He's already had uh, five. This is going to be a sixth fight. Those are dangerous guys he's yeah. fighting, too. Like, all yeah, of four, them were very dangerous fights. Four and one, yeah. And Gustum, I mean... Uh, He's had a little more struggle recently, but his last two fights that he lost to were Jared Kenner and Robert Whitaker. I mean, you know, before that, he beat in highness. Before that, he got caught by Jack uh, Hermanson. He did lose a split decision against Darren Till, which I do wonder how that would work out now because Till has obviously kind of had his struggles since right. then, and it was a split. And before that, he lost a decision to Adesanya, which he gave Adesanya. Other than One of the era, best fights of all time. Best fights of all time, right. So... Uh, it's very interesting. Like when you look at that strength of schedule, I would actually, if this was a couple of years, I would have picked Gaslam. Um, I don't know if I pick Gaslam right now. Cause I feel like momentum is such a big thing in MMA and sports. And I feel, I feel like Curtis has a little more momentum. I'm going to go with Curtis. Uh, I say it's a decision kind of breaks my heart. I like Gaslam. I'm pulling for Gaslam. I like both guys, but uh, in the end of the day, I just, that momentum, I think means something to me. So I'm going to go with Curtis. Yeah, I agree 100%. Uh, momentum is definitely in Curtis's favor. And also, 
think that Kelvin is a little bit low on confidence right now. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that that makes a big difference in him for some fighters. It's not as big of a deal, but for him, I really think, uh, it does matter. So I, I don't think, uh, I'm going to go with Kelvin. Unfortunately, I would like him to win. I am a fan of Chris Curtis, but I would like to see Kelvin Gaslam get back to where he was, but I'm going to go with, uh, Curtis, I think he gets a decision win because Gaslam's too tough to get knocked out. Yeah. Um, All right. Let's let's, go, mo- yeah. let's move into this main card. We're gonna let's kick it go. off with the new youngster, the new phenom, uh, Raul Roas Jr. versus very tough uh, yeah. second fight in the UFC, Christian Rodriguez. C Rod. Um, interesting. Uh. Okay, so C-Rod, let's start with him. He's 8-1, and one, three KOs, four subs, one decision. He's from a contender series, too. His only loss is to Jonathan Pierce, who's 5-1, and one, and he's beaten some names. He beat, um, oh, God, Damage, Darren Elkins, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, Makwan. He's, yeah, he's beaten a lot yeah. of good people here. Um, and so that's an interesting. That's his one loss. Um, and I believe it was a decision too. So <laughs> Raul Rose Jr. Seven and a one KO five subs, one decision. Um, I, I'm going to go with Raul Rose Jr. Here because of the wrestling, but this is a very tough fight. I could see him losing. Um, whatever. I don't know. I'm going to go with Raul Rose Jr. I'll say, Let's see how good the kid is. I say it's going to be a decision. This is going to be a tough fight for him. Yeah, I don't know that much about Rodriguez. Um, I But he does seem like a finisher. Yeah. But Ro, the UFC definitely wants Ross Jr. to win this fight. So I assume that they probably matched him up with someone who they think they that he can beat. Um, and obviously his easiest path to victory would be the wrestling. Um, I don't think he's going to finish Christian. So if he does win, it'll be a decision, like you said. So I'm going to say he gets that decision. Very close fight, though. We're going to see just how good he is after this fight for sure. Absolutely. All right, let's move on to uh, banger of middleweight fight. Kevin Holland versus Santiago Ponzinibbio. Kevin Holland, Ponzinibbio. Um Let's see here. Kevin Holland, 23, 9 and 1, 13 KO, six subs, four decisions. Uh Ponsonibio, 16 and K, 16 KO, six subs, seven decisions. He's one and two in his last three fights. Kevin Holland is on a two-fight losing streak as well. Um Ponsonibio is I would say probably the better striker, although it's Kevin Holland has gotten really good on his feet. The interesting thing is you mentioned uh earlier confidence as it relates to Kelvin Gaslam. Kevin Holland, I think, sometimes has that same struggle. Um, he looked good in his loss against uh, Stephen Thompson. I think Holland's going to find a way to pull this off on the ground. And uh, I say he gets it. Um, I guess he'll get a sub, even though that might be really hard to do against Ponsonibio. So I don't know what Ponsonibio is grounding. I'm going to go Kevin Holland uh, round two sub. Yeah, so after having that great 2020, Kevin's uh, been up and down, like you were saying. Uh, yeah, that recent fight against Wonder Boy that was 
close. He had that weird gentleman's agreement to not go to the ground. Um, right. He ended up breaking his hand in that fight. Um, but he did look good against one of the best strikers the UFC has ever seen. Uh, so good on him. I, I think he's primed to get this one done for sure. Um, I know Ponzinibbio is tough and he's very dangerous. He has great striking, but Kevin's got a lot of reach and also he's powerful and awkward on the, on the feet. He's a little bit evasive. Like he'll roll with the punches uh, when Ponzinibbio blitzes at him. So if he can weather those blitzes, I think he can clip Ponzinibbio. And if he gets it to the ground, um, I think he finishes him. He's got super long arms and he'll lock up a Darce or something or a guillotine or something when he gets him on the ground. So uh, like you, I'm also going to go with the round two submission for Kevin. Round two. <clears throat> All right. This might be the fight I'm the most excited about on the card. Rob Font versus Adrian Yanez. Yeah, Font, 19 and 6, AKOs, four subs, seven decision. He's on a two-fight losing streak. But he's lost a quality competition. Um, Adrian Yanez, 16 and 3, 10 KOs, two subs. Um, Adrian Yanez is on a nine fight win streak and he's 4 and 0 in the UFC. So it's very interesting. I mean, Yanez is really, for the most part, like he has not touched like defeat. He's not lost in a long time. So. I don't think he's going to lose here. I don't, although Font has got the you know the strength of schedule, he's fought tougher fights. I think when you get right down to it, at the end of the day, um, I feel like Giannis is going to be Giannis is a real good prospect. I think uh, Adrian Giannis is going to win this fight, and I think he'll do it by decision. Yeah, like I was saying, this could be fight of the night. Um, the level of boxing from both of these guys is incredible. Like you're saying, Yana has been doing really well. He's actually undefeated at the UFC while Rob has lost his last two, right. um, two tough guys. He's fought, you know, Marlon really put a hurting on him for sure though. So um, I, I think that font needs to go out and be aggressive because he sort of got lulled to sleep in his last couple fights. And um if he can be the one to throw the punches first and not trying to be counter punching, um, I think that would serve him a lot better. So he should try to be first in the exchanges, but Yanez, like we're talking about with that momentum, he has so much momentum. He's young. Uh, he's full of confidence. Like we we're talking about. Um, and he has great, great boxing skills, uh, a tough chin. He hasn't, been tested a lot his chin hasn't been tested a lot but what we have seen it stood up to so i'm having a hard time picking this one but i think i'm gonna go with yanez um by decision i, I think rob font's gonna be a little too tough to get knocked out he might take take a bit of a beating depending on how what his game plan is going into this but i think yanez has got it by decision all right move on to Co-main event, Gilbert Burns versus Jorge Masvidal. This is uh may or may not be a number one contender fight. Yeah. Um, if Masvidal wins, <laughs> you yeah, know, he's definitely got uh, the potential for that. Masvidal is 35 and 16. He's got 16 goes, two subs, 17 decisions, three fight win streak, uh, three fight losing streak. Um, Burns is 21 and five, six KOs, nine subs, six decisions. 
He's coming off that win over Magny. Here's the thing. Burns, his only losses in the last 10 fights are to Usman and Chemaev, two of the best. And he was winning that fight with Usman at different times before he got caught. And he has given Chemaev his only tough fight so far. So Burns is an interesting fight. Burns is a great striker, and he's right on the ground. I do think Masvidal has a puncher's chance. But at the end of the day, I think Burns is going to win this. And I think he grinds it out and gets the decision. Uh, Burns is a huge favorite in the fight. I think he was like a 14 to one favorite or something like that at one point, which is ridiculous. Um, I, I honestly think we all know that I'm not the biggest uh, Jorge Masvidal fan. You know, I like the guy, but I do think he has been overrated for sure. Um, he, you know, landed that shot on till to knock him out. And then he landed that flying knee and he punched Leon Edwards backstage. And somehow that made him a star. Um, but he does have skills on the feet for sure. And so I think that this is going to depend on how intelligently Gilbert goes into this fight. Uh, we saw in his last fight against Magni, he used wrestling and grappling, which would be his strong suit. Obviously he is a elite world-class uh, jiu-jitsu black belt so he should lean into that and not so much with the striking that he's kind of fallen in love right. with you know we know he has a great chin based on that hazma fight um that absolute war that he had so we know he's a tough guy but how many of those do you have in you uh jorge does seem to just catch people and knock him out so i, I think he needs to be smart um i, I I think that he will be smart um, and he's going to get a hold of Jorge, hold him up against the cage, frustrate him uh, and sneak in takedowns. I bet he gets a submission. I'll say round three, Um, Hmm. but I would not be surprised if he got caught coming in either. Yeah. I just think it's just the style because he does like to, he does fall in love with his hands. Yeah. It's worth noting also that Jorge Masvidal did say, um, that if he loses this fight, he's probably done. So right. uh, that's another thing being one foot in and one foot out. Um, if you're already thinking about retirement, you probably should just retire. Um, so I think that's another strike against him, which would make me lean towards Gilbert as well. All right, let's talk about the main event. Yes. Alex Pejera versus Israel Adesanya too. You know, it's interesting. I didn't even go on like just by their uh, MMA records first. Pajara's got a 33 and 7 kickboxing record, a 1 and 0 boxing record. All right. And he's 7 1 in MMA. Um, uh, Adesanya, he's got a 5 and 1 boxing record, a 75 and 5 kickboxing record. And he's 21 and 5, 6 KOs, 9 subs, 6 decisions. It's great. Uh, great. Just how good these guys are combat sports wise. Like, if you're going to make like a combat sports all star team, like, I feel like these two might be on it, at least on the striking side. Um, so everybody made a big deal going into the last fight about Pajara's wins in kickboxing over Adesanya. And I didn't think that was going to be a big factor. I still don't know if necessarily that's the factor. I think Adesanya is very mentally tough. And even going into this fight, I feel like he has the right attitude. If you look at those kickboxing fights, though, Adesanya almost finished him a couple times. You get caught. 
you look at their MMA fight, very similar. Adesanya almost finished him in the first round, and he got caught. I think if Adesanya gets away from his striking a little more and leans into the wrestling a little more, even though he's not a huge wrestler, I think, though, he could do enough to – he mixes it up a little more. I think he should be able to win this fight still. Um, Hera is a big man, though, and he really physically matches up well without Asanya. MMA math aside, like just looking at this, like it's like Bahara just feels like he has his number. And it's because I feel like he's that size. Right. He started cutting weight like a week ago. What's that? Pahara started cutting weight like a week or two ago. Right. He's so, so big. He can fight a heavyweight. Right. And I just think that, um, I think that's one of the big issues is he's going to face that being said, I'm going to go against, I don't know what the odds are of people because Pahara's got this win streak and kickboxing too. I'm throwing the kickboxing out. This is still MMA. And I'm just going based off their last fight. And I think Adesanya is going to make the adjustments needed back against the wall. And I think he'll do this. I mean, I'm probably in the minority here, but I think Adesanya will find a way to get this done. And I think he's going to KO him. And I think he's going to do it round three. I think this will be another firework fight. Um, But I think Adesanya will get him out of there this time early unlike his other previous encounters. Yeah, I know Adesanya's lost four to this guy, and I'm biased. Well, I mean, you know, in kickboxing. I thought it was two in kickboxing. That's why I was asking. He lost two. Okay, yes, three. Sorry. Yeah, Yeah, this could be four. Yeah, this is their fourth fight. Yeah. Um, Now I'm biased, and, uh, you know, this is not an objective choice because objectively I would have to pick – Pahara. If I was betting on this, I'd pick Pahara, but I'm going to go with Izzy as well. I think he's just due. Um, Plus, he's hurt him in every single fight. So we know that Alex is going to come in super confident, maybe overconfident, you know, and uh, he can get caught just like anyone else. We've seen Izzy hurt him himself. Uh, I I really think um, just statistically, the fact that he would lose four fights to this one guy, I don't see it happening. So um, I'm going to go with Izzy. It makes no sense, I'm sure. Uh, This is a very soft sell, uh, but I'll go with Izzy by KO. I'll say he makes it to round four, and Mm -hmm. uh, I'm excited for the aftermath of that if it does happen for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's funny you use the word bet because I guess – even though, like, in my mind, I'm picking out Asani, like, I really do think he can do it. I don't think it's much as, uh, like, yeah, I guess it'd be hard to put my money on him based on the previous results. But right. since I'm not, like, I don't know. I just got a gut feeling that this is going to be the time. And judging by their other fights, like, to me, it's like I can't discount that he's had this man in trouble plenty of times. Yes, Pahara has found a way to come back every time, but, like, Sometimes you can just ref will just stop it. You know what I mean? Sometimes the ref will go, oh, this guy looks in trouble and we'll just stop the fight. So, I mean, I don't know. I just feel like, and I also feel like, again, though, I do think Behar is working on getting better, but I also feel like Adesanya just has more tools in MMA if he uses them. So He's craftier for sure. Yeah. I, mean, I think he's strong. Yeah, I think Pihara has had a puncher's chance and he's capitalized on it every time um, gotcha. because he's he was losing like all of, you know, that fight until he hurt Izzy. So 
the chances are eventually that Izzy's going to, you know, dodge that one shot that hurts him and um, he'll finish him. I, I don't know. I can't even convince myself. So uh, <laughs> I'm just excited for the fight. Hopefully, hopefully Izzy wins. Um, but waiting in the in the wings over in Chechnya or whatever is Hamza. And he is a monster of a fight for either guy. So uh, they should focus on this for sure, but they're going to be, whoever wins is in trouble next anyway. I agree. So, all right, let's talk about what we got coming up one more time. All right. April 15th, UFC fight night, Holloway versus Allen. I'm both very excited and very sad that this fight is upon us. Um, And April 22nd, UFC fight night, Pavlovich versus Blades for a probable number one contender for heavyweight title. And then at the end of the month, April 29th, UFC fight night, Sarukian versus Moicano. All right, guys, that's it for the combat cast. Enjoy the fights this weekend. All right, so that wraps us up for this week. Thank you again for listening to the Working Fans Podcast. So as always, you can find us on Twitter at Fans Working. Our Facebook page is Working Fans Wrestling Pod. We have email where you can reach out to us and let us know what you think also. That's Working Fans Wrestling Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, Working Fans Wrestling underscore pod. And then as always, please continue to listen to us on Anchor.fm, Google Podcast, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, all your major platforms. If you're following us on Apple Podcasts, which we are also on now, and YouTube, please make sure you subscribe and give us a five-star rating. It helps us bring you these podcasts where we get to talk to you and talk with you every week. 